This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Odds and Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Prame. Eric Scopel is with me as always on this Monday edition of the Odds and Audible's podcast. A little later than normal, but... Hey, uh, we had to pivot on some news that we were going to discuss, and it's some pretty significant high school recruiting news, pretty significant college football recruiting news, uh, just general sports news in general for uh, the state of California, and it's going to spread across the country pretty quickly. Uh, But before we dive into this bit of news, we are wanting to remind you guys out there that if you are not a VIP subscriber to DuckTerritory.com, you can do so for as low as $1 for your first month, $9.95 thereafter that, or you could go the annual route, which is a one-time billing of $75.18. But if you compare that to the month-to-month price, every month you're going to be saving about $3.40, pretty significant chunk of change there to be saving. Uh, and, and you get inside scoop on the Oregon Ducks, expert analysis and opinion uh, on, on all things Oregon recruiting, Oregon-related sports, college sports. Read all the content across the 24-7 Sports Network, not just our site, but the entire 24-7 Sports Network. And by subscribing to DuckTerritory.com, that is the most impactful way that you can help support this free podcast is by subscribing to DuckTerritory.com. We will continue to do this show for free, but it helps us uh, to continue doing these on a weekly, uh, three times a week show uh, by you subscribing to DuckTerritory.com. And if you can't, hey, it's totally cool. You can support us in other ways by reading our free content, sharing these podcasts, uh, giving us reviews, tons and tons of ways to support us in a free way as well. So, all right, Eric, a couple of interesting things have, have kind of transpired here in the last, I want to say, three or you know, 30 minutes to, to two hours uh, since you and I were getting ready to start our podcast and then um, going in and, and building out the show and then some news, more news hits and we we're having to readjust. And the biggest reason why we're readjusting is because the California's Interscholastic Federation, otherwise known as the CIF, um, they have determined in collaboration with the 10 sections that education-based athletics for the 2020-2021 school year will begin with a modified season of sports schedule. And their calendars reflect the season for each CIF sport and the last date for section championships and regional state championships in those sports. This now cut through press release jargon what this means is football the last day for section playoffs has to be completed by april 10th of 2021 last day for regional state championships have to be completed april 17th of 2021 and what this means is high school football is no longer going to be played in the fall in the state of California in 2020 is going to be pushed to sometime in either 
late December or beginning of early January, and I realize December is 2020, but for the most part, it, it's going to start most likely in the early month, uh, early weeks of January of 2021. And this is going to have, uh, from a football perspective, ramifications all the way up to college football, probably uh, across the country as well. And we should note that this is just – these are fall and spring sports. It's everything. Um, we're, we're seeing basketball with an end date in the state of California now of June 19th when it was historically kind of around March or April. Uh, you know, but we're going to focus here on football. This is pretty significant news. I, I think California has been, Eric, one of the states that has been very proactive uh, in, in COVID – uh, decisions um, in some parts, and some of their decisions have kind of shaped the na national storylines of, of certain things, uh, masks being one of them. Um, this might have, in my mind, Eric, some pretty ram big ramifications across the country uh, as other states look at this decision and consider it for themselves. Yeah, it's hard to see a scenario where California is the only state that follows through with something like this, um, I would expect over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and it's going to have to be pretty quick here uh, because we, as we established in previous shows, uh, false ports are approaching and they're going to have to make some finalized decisions across the country from high school and collegiate and professional level. You know, not, they don't have a ton of time. I mean, we're, we're getting to the, the last part of July here um, and, and a season is, is set to start from high school level typically. August, September. Uh, and so I, I'm anticipating this is just the first shoe to drop. And this is the tip of the iceberg for what is probably going to be uh, an a avalanche of states following suit here. Um, I'm, who knows? There might be parts of the country where they do play in the fall. Um, there are parts of the country where there aren't very many cases. You think about like uh, low population states like the Dakotas, Montana's, Wyoming's, places like that, where maybe the case levels can stay pretty small. Maybe they'll be actually be able to play a season in the fall. Um, but I think I would be stunned if we see one in the state of Oregon. I would be stunned if we see one in most of the larger states and especially on the West Coast. And it would be interesting to see how this transpires and how this is received down, you know, in the southern part of the country where high school sports are a huge part of the culture. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think this is massive. And you're right. It, it's a weird thing to think about finishing up a state football championship sometime in April. I mean, that's like, that, that it just kind of boggles the mind, but um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. And I think if you're a fan of college football as well, and I know obviously they're different and the decision-making processes are going to be different between a high school uh, interclastic federation, as opposed to, you know, the PAC 12 or these universities as a whole, but I do think this has to be seen at least as, as somewhat of discouraging news if you're expecting and anticipating the Pac-12 and, and other conferences to start um, in September, even though this is not a, you know, this is not a college conference, but it, we should also note there are college conferences that have already determined to do that right. too. So it would be stunning if that takes place either. And this is going to have some of the ramifications that we're going to see is first and foremost, the most logical one is, do players that are seniors in high school this this year, this coming academic year, 2021, uh, do they play? And former Oregon commit and current USC commit, Anthony Beavers, he sent out a tweet that was kind of cryptic and saying, you know, it looks like I'm going to start focusing on college after this news came out. And then Victory Vaca, a defensive line prospect in the 2021 class out of California, 
that Oregon recruited and mm-hmm. they were in a good spot with for a, a portion of his recruitment before they went in a different direction and he went in a different direction and ended up committed to Texas A&M. He's already come out and said he's done. He's not going to be playing his senior season. And his he, he said on Twitter and in kind of a, a notes app, due to the season starting in the spring, I will be skipping my senior season of, he, of high school football and will be enrolling into Texas A&M that same January. Thank you, Westlake. And this is, this is going to be a – it would it would be very difficult to be a college prospect at the high school level in the state of California because do you play your senior season in the fall or do you do you play your senior season in the spring when potentially you then have to play a football season in the fall at your college? And there are of course ramifications in terms of enrolling early if, if that's yeah. the case. Like you can't really play a season in the, in the spring if you were set to enroll early for for spring camp, which of course, who knows if that even makes any sense. And well, we should say like what we see with Victory Vaca, um, you know, it makes some sense. So it, it, all of this is really kind of difficult to, to figure out how it's going to pan out, I guess is where, I, is where I'm standing. But do we, do we think that anybody related to Oregon might see, do something like this? Are, are there players mad that you look at? And obviously this is just breaking now and there's a ton that can take place. And I'm sure we'll see a lot of news transpire over the next days and weeks. Um, regarding this because it is a situation where if you are a high school football player um, you're I, I don't know if you're that inclined to, to play in the spring now um, it, I mean I'm sure there are going to be some that do some that don't but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see play out and Matt I guess do you, do you see Oregon potentially benefiting um, from something like this I know the scholarship numbers are a little bit tight but maybe maybe there's going to be some wiggle room there that the NCAA is going to allow given the circumstances but could you see Oregon potentially benefiting off of something like this with some of their current 2021 commitments? Well, I, I think you look at the guys that in terms of benefiting that that's, I think right there, what we need to dive into and how do we describe, how do we um, define benefiting Oregon? Sure. Because let's just say this spreads uh, across the country. And for the most part, every high school sport is played in the spring uh, almost all exclusively at the same time. Um, Ty Thompson, okay, he's not in Cal, he's not in California. He's an Arizona prospect, but things are much worse in Arizona right now than they are in in California from a COVID standpoint. And it wouldn't be the biggest stretch in the world to to say that Arizona could replicate California's decision. Sure. Um, Ty, the quarterback position, Brian Stump, uh, he works for the Elite Eleven. Um, camp circuit, the opening camp circuit, he tweeted out um, following this California decision that the position at the high school football level that's impacted the most by that decision to move games to the spring is the quarterback spot because that is a position that you need live reps. And if a Ty Thompson is going to enroll early and – play his, his senior, you know, he was, he was going to play a senior season and then enroll early at Oregon. And currently he's still allowed to do that because Arizona hasn't decided against that. But right. if you take that away, his development all of a sudden lost 25% of, of, of live reps and probably the most important 25% that he would have. And so let's, let's flip this now to a guy in the state of California that's considering enrolling early 
and that's Troy Franklin, uh, Oregon's highest-rated commit, one of the best receivers in the country. If, if, if college football is played in the spring and Troy Franklin chooses to enroll at Oregon early instead of playing his high school season, you could argue that this benefits Oregon because they've added a, a, a marquee player at a, a position that's got a little bit of uncertainty to it. Um, but at the same time, you could also argue that Troy Franklin didn't get 25% of his skill development during high school. And you could argue it's the best, you know, the most important 25% of his skill development um, of live game reps and, and what have you of his four year high school career before arriving at Oregon. So are you getting the Troy Franklin that you were anticipating signing? That's going to be, it's going to put a lot of importance on these guys and at the high school level to continue to work out individually and to find ways to really push themselves to continue to get better. The quarterback angle that you started that with, with Thompson and just what Brian Stump said, and I'm looking at the tweet right now, I, it makes a ton of sense. Um, you're losing potentially 10 to 15 games of live reps. And as a quarterback, those are very valuable opportunities. I mean, we just, you just think about it from like, think about it on a college level, with like a Tyler Shuck where he enters this season, Oregon fans would feel a lot better about kind of the way the season would look if we knew what he would look like as a starting quarterback at the D1 level. Like if he had one season or, or even a third of last season he'd started and played. You think about the same thing at a high school level, um, and these are really meaningful reps. Um, 25%, it might not even be 25%, it might be more than that, maybe 33% for some of these kids because maybe they didn't start as a, a high school freshman or maybe right. they were splitting reps or they're on the, or they're playing JV. Um, so yeah, these are, this is huge potentially, uh, in terms of a developmental part. And I think that gets lost in this too, cause you're right. I, and I can, I, I guess I'm guilty of this as well. Cause you look at this and go like, and you're just star watching, you're going like, well, man, it'd be awesome to have all these five-star high four-star 2021 recruits somehow reclassify and be part of Oregon's 2020 class, or at least on the team this year. But you're not wrong at, at the same point you're like, they're not coming in really as completed prospects in a certain level. Cause they've missed a full I mean, they're missing practices too, right? We can't ignore that part. And then they're missing all these game reps. So a player like Franklin, um, yeah, you, maybe you're not getting exactly the player you would have gotten in 2021 if he's on the 2020 team. Um, or I guess he's on the 20, I don't know how, how we're talking about this in terms of if it's going to be spring 2020 or fall 2020, but he's going to be on this upcoming team. Maybe he, yeah, right, maybe he isn't the same player you'd get, you know, if, if, if he were to enroll when he was expected to in 2021 and play. Um, how much, how different can that be from a physical perspective? A player like Franklin does need to add some weight. I mean, if it, you know, he's pretty lean right now at 170. Um, it, it, would he even, how valuable would he be? And would that maybe be, you're right, maybe that isn't beneficial to have him on the team if he's, if he's not quite prepared to contribute. So it, I think a lot of things you have to wrestle with here. And I think these are the decisions, unfortunately, and they're not normal. They're very unorthodox decisions that you have to go through here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see these decisions and what they go through and, and what goes into those decisions. You'd think having those players, maybe, would you use Troy Franklin as a red shirt, as a five-star recruit to get his body right? That doesn't seem fair or right either. So um, certainly going to be interesting to see kind of what the process is of determining what's the best choice, not only for the, the program, but also for the recruit himself, because for some, maybe the development at Oregon, uh, maybe, maybe they're really going to miss out on that high school year. One, one thing is that from the, from the positive side is 
you could argue that the the nutrition aspect, the weight training aspect, the actual coaching that you get in the spring at the collegiate level compared to the high school level, um, the rehab aspect, uh, all of those, you know, from, from your typical practices, all of that is going to be a significant upgrade at the collegiate level than it is to the high school level. So that's going to be, that's the balance that you're going to have to argue over of and tussle with if you're a high school prospect that's going to be playing his spring, his football season in the spring, or do you don't play your spring season and do you enroll early and start your college career like you originally intended to, but without playing your senior year is, will you get significantly better by yeah. enrolling at Oregon? And will you be able to, will you be at that level to be able to have that growth? Like, like if you sh- if you show up and you just, we always hear this term in football, sink or swim, right? Like we just throw, throw the freshmen out there and see if they can sink or swim. And if all you do is, is sink and you can't even tread water as, as an early enrollee in the spring of 2021, you're not doing yourself any, any, any help because you can't be on the practice field for a ton of reps because you continually make mistakes. And if you're not getting reps, how are you – you know, improving. You can do mental reps all you want, but it's extremely difficult, to, you know, to improve on mental reps only. And so that's going to be the the case here. If if you feel like and if and if you can, kind of tread water with the rest of of your peers at the collegiate level, then yes, go go play college because you will get significantly better training, uh, coaching, rehab, everything by being at the at the collegiate level than you would at the high school level but if if it's not a cut and dry yes then you might have a strong case to making an argument to play high school football if you could pick matt let's just say we're picking and of course we're a hypothetical and we're almost ignoring what you just said in terms of like the skill development part but if you could pick like two players from oregon's 2021 class and they don't have to be from california let's just assume for the sake of this question that high school football is all is played exclusively in the spring across the country. Could you, are there two or three players from Oregon's 2021 class you look at and think, man, they could really help Oregon right away. Or, or are you kind of of the thinking like it might even be better for most of them just to stay in high school, develop there before enrolling. That's a good question. Um, I, I think Troy Franklin is someone that you could argue could show up day one at Oregon and, and have some kind of role for the ducks Agreed. without playing his senior season. Um, I would, I would be curious also, um, a brand, are we looking strictly at California guys or everybody? Let's just, let's just say that the rule is uh, nationwide. So anybody. Okay. I think Bram Walden would be another one, a four-star offensive tackle. Um, and we can discuss the reasoning for that one here in, in a second, um, from an Oregon football perspective, I, I think Ty Thompson could probably play, but he doesn't need to. That's the great thing about that is Oregon is in a position along the, at quarterback where they don't need to play Ty Thompson right away. Um, Jalen Davies is another one where he could probably play and make an impact day one, but Oregon is so loaded in the secondary. That's one in which Oregon probably would be okay with either him not arriving early or, or just redshirting him in general. 
Um, I would go back to maybe um, a Kyron Ware Hudson. Uh, this is going to be a four-star receiver. Could help Oregon, you know, maybe an Isaiah Braverd, another receiver, four-star guy. The tight ends that Oregon has committed. Um, outside of that, though, then it gets, you know, obviously I think Jadarius Perkins because he's a Juco guy. Um, everyone else, though, may, maybe Keanu Williams, maybe. Everyone else I feel like would be a guy that, that would be more – be benefited more by by either redshirting or playing out his, his senior season. I think from a strictly team needs perspective, I agree that maybe wide receiver, and I think tight end being a position that has so much uncertainty. I don't think it's a what Oregon has already on the roster of 2020 at tight end is like bad or anything, but there's just, there's I think there's an open competition there, and I wouldn't count out a player like a Matavajo or a Ferguson at least competing for reps. I don't think they'd win the starting job over some guys that are in, the, in this case, three to five years older. In McCormick's case, maybe maybe they're like he's like they're, they're, he's our uncle or something. He's he's like thirty five, but um, <laughs> but I, I I could just see a scenario where maybe one of these these tight ends plays some sort of role if they were to enroll early too. But yeah, I think you're right in terms of the the players you ran through. I think wide receiver, tight end of interest, maybe a Ty Thompson enrolling would add an, an added element even to the quarterback position battle, just given his talent, but. Um, I, I'm in agreement with you on the names that you, you prioritize there, Matt. Now, this – I brought up Bram Walden because I, I this is going to happen. There, there are guys that are at the high school level. We've already discussed one, Vigri Vaca, that will not play their senior seasons in high school so that they can better prepare for the collegiate level. And you would be naive to think that this doesn't happen at the college level as guys get themselves ready – prepare for the NFL. Uh, if you don't think that's going to happen, uh, you are being very naive. There will be college players that will sit out a spring 2021 football season because they have NFL aspirations and they have a lot of money riding on the health of themselves going into the NFL draft, which we know the NFL right now has said at least in, in late July that they're not really – interested in moving back the 2021 NFL draft to help college programs um, be able to, to play their athletes. Uh, we, we, you know, we are going to see some college players elect to sit out their junior years. And I think there's going to be a couple guys, more than a couple at Oregon that are going to have to make some very difficult decisions to do that. Oof, I, I hate thinking that if somehow this game, this season gets pushed to the spring, we might have seen the last Penny Sewell reps at an Oregon uniform. He's the most obvious one that, that that's going to have to make a tough decision, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and I mean, given the way the NFL drafts experts think of Sewell and, and kind of the range of where he'd get drafted, I mean, let's be honest here. I, I think it would make a lot of sense for him not to play if they play in the spring. Yeah, I, if I was his advisor and they, they played in the spring for 2021 college football, I would tell him not to play. I, I, and I have a hard time thinking of a lot of pros aside from the fact that he loves – I'm sure he loves the players at Oregon. His brother's on the team. He wants to be a part of it. But if you're thinking about, unfortunately, from his individual perspective, he benefits more, I think, from kind of shutting things down and getting ready for the draft than he does by – taking part in a season and, and maybe getting, you know, he gets caught up somewhere and gets twisted and, and, and hurts himself seriously. And that impacts what could happen going forward. So yeah, that's the case. And, and you have to think about other seniors too 
on Oregon's roster that might have to make some tough decisions. I mean, and that's where this could get really funky. We're talking about <clears throat> the way we expect the 2020 football roster to look. Um, look at the depth chart. Well, what if you remove half the seniors and a couple of key juniors, and then you are throwing in these true, these true freshmen from 2021, and suddenly the roster looks – it gets kind of kooky. I mean, you go from a thing here where you've got – you're pretty confident about what Oregon has, I would say, in, in most positions on defense and most positions on offense. But if you take some of these veteran guys off of it, um, it changes things a lot. And then the season changes. And you think if you do the same thing on the rosters for – most prestigious programs or all of the prestigious programs that have top NFL draft guys. And you're looking at a football season that could be honestly completely different than the way we thought it was going to go, you know, if it took place in the, in the fall. So, I mean, that's part of the stuff you have to, I think also wrestle with and be kind of aware of is a season in the spring could look a lot different than one that's played in the fall. Yes. And, and that's where high school and that, and if we really want to go down the rabbit hole, let's just do it real quick sure. before we wrap up the show. Um, we could look at some high school decisions be of whether they enroll early or whether they play their senior years be in part based upon what happens at the collegiate level. Sure. Um, let, let's just consider for a moment here that Penae Sewell comes out and says, I am going to sit out the spring of the 2021 season. I will train with Oregon in the weight room. I will do my own agility drills and whatnot, but I'm not going to be doing games and, and full contact practices and, and instances where I could get significantly hurt. And that opens up all of a sudden the starting left tackle position. And a player like Bram Walden could then say, you know what? I've, I've made a ton of strength gains and I've stayed in shape through fall, winter, and now you know spring is getting close. I'm going to enroll early because I could have an opportunity to win a starting spot at left tackle as a true freshman. Um, That is a scenario. I think we, it's not going to happen in droves, but I think it's going to be something that could happen uh, across college football where guys go early and, or guys sit out and high school prospects elect to then come in early to try and take that starting spot that now became open. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what's so strange about thinking about the depth chart and the position battle and how it would change. And I think Oregon, if you look at their roster, obviously left tackle with if Sewell were to be a player that doesn't take part. And again, we're going really hypothetical here. If somebody wasn't paying attention to the podcast and just <laughs> back in and, and hearing us talk about Sewell not being part of the team, that's maybe rewind and see the context of what we're talking about here. But uh, you're right. I, I think at left tackle, obviously Sewell would be near impossible to replace. You've got some talented players on the roster that could fit in there. I think the fortunate thing is if you look at, the defensive side of the football where you do have some players that would be, or at least we're, we're, we're eyeing the NFL draft before think about players like Graham and Lenore, Oregon has pretty, pretty good depth at corner. They can, they can deal with some losses there. I would be very worried about losing a Jordan Scott and an Austin follow you though. If we're looking at the defensive line, now we're really going down the rabbit hole of players, but just of upperclassmen seniors in this case that are going to be trying to play in the NFL. If they decide to shut things down, that could really impact things on the defensive line. Maybe a Johnny Johnson at wide receiver has similar thoughts. That could really impact things at wide receiver. So um, certain positions, Oregon's, I think, in decent position to potentially shoulder a loss of a, of a couple of players. But I, I think certainly um, they would have to do some scrambling and, and some players would really have to step up and be ready. I think especially at left tackle and nose tackle and, and maybe at receiver with Johnny Johnson just in terms of what he was last year. If those are guys that actually – take a look at that and don't play if there's a spring 2021 season. Um, 
Oregon's going to have to do a lot of work, I think, to kind of reshape that roster and that depth chart. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this Odds and Audible's podcast. Uh, a ton of stuff to discuss, a ton of things to monitor um, over the next days, weeks, and, and into months. Um, I know Brandon Cameraman, a um, local TV reporter uh, out of KVAL in the Eugene Springfield area. He is a CBS affiliate and also KMTR, I should also note. He reported on Twitter shortly after the CIF that um, the state of Oregon is going to be the OSAA, that's the organization that oversees high school sports in the state of Oregon. They will also be making their decision uh, later this month uh, and, and basically the next week or so. And so we'll have a better idea of where the state of Oregon is in terms of, of this award as, and this, in terms of this decision as well. So I, I have imagined, uh, sneaky suspicion, Eric, we're going to be monitoring high school, college being played uh, the next couple of weeks. We've also got the decision that's going to come from the Pac-12 conference. You know, they, they pushed back their media days, which were scheduled to begin in late July uh, and to an unannounced date because they are continuing to work on figuring out their own scheduling model for the 2020 football season. And they're hoping to have that released by July 31st. So the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a real clear indication of what the high school level is doing and from an Oregon perspective, what the Oregon football program is doing in the fall of 2020. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. This has been the Austin Audible's podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later, folks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.